0: Yeah, welcome everybody to another live episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt
1: Nost, and uh, it's another beautiful day in sunny Southern California.
0: That's right. It's been getting nice and hot over the last few uh, weeks. Uh, you know, the rain is gone. And- it was
1: it was gorgeous the beginning of the week, like low yeah. 70 at my house. It was like 70 degrees. We were out walking. It was beautiful. Oh, cool. Nice. But hopefully, everybody, the snow has thawed wherever you're at. Although, by May 21st, I'd imagine... Everybody's good at this point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell with global warming where the snow is going to hit. I know that goes all over the place, so I don't know. If if you got snow, then God, I hope you've got uh, it thought out by now, as Matt said. Hopefully, I'm glad you're still walking. We haven't been able to walk. Uh, she's uh, well. I'm I'm walking, but she's got. She had a little bit of an injury. uh, My girlfriend did uh, recently, and so we're kind of uh, working through things. She has got a little bit of a tailbone injury, uh, Mm. so out of nowhere. So um, we're trying to figure that out. She had to go to the doctor and everything like that. So we, our walks have been postponed together, at least for now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's been, yeah. uh,
1: I've had a bruised tailbone before.
0: Yeah. Fun, but
1: a friend of mine broke his. (laughs) Yeah, playing football, and he got just knocked back, and he went straight down on his butt. Oh man. Well, it's one of those, he got up and he was like, you can still walk around. It hurts. Yeah. No, but, and then he walked over the sideline and went and basically it's just rest. It's uh, what you can really do. It's not exactly. like a cast on you. So <laughs> it hurts. is just like bruise.
0: Yeah. Uh What's the worst break you've ever had? Break? I've never broken anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only ever twisted my ankle playing basketball like four times. And the fourth time was the most severe where you heard the pop. And you're just like screaming. I was screaming because it was so brutal. Even talking about it just now, just talking about, it, I got chills because that was the that's the highest level of pain I've ever experienced. It was so uh, brutal. What about you? Um,
1: I've had a bunch. of The weirdest one I've had. I fractured eleven teeth. Oh shit! What? Yeah. How do you do that? It's playing two on two football. Me oh. and my friend, his older brother, and his friend. Right. And uh, I picked off a pass, and his brother's friend didn't like that I picked off the pass. <laughs> I don't know. I had never met the guy before that day, and I never talked to him afterwards.
0: Uh, Except to sue him for the damage. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it was like four years separating, and they were playing right. They were playing like they were four years older for the most part. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. He came up behind me, and he just pushed me as hard as he could down, and I went face first into the ground. Mm. <sighs> I had gray lines running through 11 of my teeth because you, wow. that's Yeah. Fractured them. The weirdest thing was, so the sky was green. The grass was blue. My jeans were green. It lasted for a couple hours, man. It was wow. fucking weird. I just, wow. yeah. So he pushed you down. Yeah.
0: He just pushed you we were, down hard. Yeah.
1: We were playing on the end of a soccer field. So the goal was on my right-hand side. It was right yeah. next to the goal because my legs swung around and hit the goal. Oh, I don't remember that. I got told that by Jesus. my, uh, yeah, it was, it was painful. Like after I got up, I was woozy, I, but I wasn't in pain. My teeth didn't hurt, but I fractured. Right. you could see little gray lines going down.
0: Wow. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> it is weird, man.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing until it happened to me. And I've never, I don't know if I've ever met anybody
0: since. Uh, I lived a very long time on this earth and I have never heard of that ever happening to anybody. So this is the first time I'm ever hearing about it. The yeah. idea that you can fracture teeth, my God, that's scary. That's scary as hell, dude. Jesus. Did you have to like watch what you ate for like weeks afterwards, or how long did it take to heal? Uh
1: I don't I don't remember. I mean, it was I was fourteen. Uh-huh. I mean, that was a long time ago, twenty-seven years ago. Right. It might have even been thirteen. It could have been like a eighth grade, freshman year or somewhere in right, that right.
0: Uh, yeah, so you're playing with seniors. Pissed. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> they were juniors or seniors. And it was the only play like that. We were not playing. Tackle. We were playing right.
0: much. And that dude was just a little, a little bit rough. Were you done after that? Like you didn't play any oh, more in that yeah. game. You just went home. Okay. Oh.
1: I got a, a basketball injury. Once happened on the hard top playing here in LA. Oof. I went up to block and by sequence of events, a guy on offense, his teammate Got pushed into me, so I went flying around, and then my defender got roped into my legs and then landed on me. So my head slapped into the car. Oh.
0: super hard.
1: Jesus, dude! I got, I got up and I was like, "I can play." And two or three guys on the other team were like, "You're gonna go sit down. <laughs> I should probably go sit down." But I knocked my hip out of alignment. Give uh, me
0: a ball. I'm good. I'm good. I'm
1: yeah, good. exactly. I was like, "I can, I can keep going." They're like, "You need to go sit
0: down." I'll go sit down. <laughs> I won't get on the court again, come on, let me play Iowa. yeah, <laughs> no I, I yeah, i'm yeah i playing I've played uh, tackle i mean I, I've played football on the asphalt, that's always been scary uh uh to two hand touch because people are out of control, man, and people like to play, they're not necessarily in the most control when they're playing, especially as you're growing up and you're trying to figure out your body and shit yeah. so um i've I've had some tough uh situations where you're hitting the curb or like or playing in grass sometimes and you don't know there's a sprinkler in the grass when you're playing sure. pickup football. Holy fuck, man. I remember hitting my foot one time running forward and just caught my foot on that edge of the, the spin circle, like the little like star uh, sphere that they have yeah. on the top. And I just went screaming, tumbling forward, man. Cause that shit hurt. Like a- when you're going full speed and you catch the tip of your toes right on something like that, it will Fuck you up, man! I just remember just screaming because it was in so much pain. Um, but you know, I've had I've had my neck twisted really badly. I've had my knee okay. hyperextended playing basketball. Certainly hyperextended a couple of times. Guys are going in all elbows and knees trying to drive to the basket, and you're standing firm. You're going to get something like that every once in a while. Have you ever gotten in a physical fight on the court with anybody?
1: No i've yeah. I've had people try and provoke it. Mm-hmm. Um. Like uh, you know that court across from the uh, art school in San Vicente. Yes, Yes. right there. It's a nice little park. There's a pool, so we were playing there, and um, it's a group of. It was a group of like twelve or thirteen of us. We played every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. one of the courts, and we had our own game. And these three guys tried to join, so we let them. Right, uh, that's fine. We'll let you play with us until you prove to be dicks, and eventually they proved to be dicks. So we told them to get off the court. And they're like, no, we're here. And we're like, we have the basketballs. We have all the players. There's a court over there. Go play by yourselves. Yeah. They're like, no, we'll be cool. And the one guy that was starting it, I was apparently spokesman of our 14. No one else was saying anything. Right. Like, literally, they stood behind me. So there was a show of force. Right. But the dude that instigated on their side, then the next time down, uh, intentionally drove his shoulder into my jaw. Jesus. Bit out, I would have, you know, I would have cut deep on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, stopped
1: and I looked at him and I was like alright and everybody just saw what happened and we just walked over to the other court and we're like we're just starting a new fuck you fuck you like either get off or get out I like that yeah exactly there's another court right we don't need you let <laughs> see
0: uh-huh. You're like you were like Denzel and in, uh, in Malcolm X. you were like uh, everybody, and then they all just walked all yeah. away from the situation, <laughs> like walking with the, with Malcolm. <laughs> because we we had we had problems on that court. They were just douchebags <laughs> show up these during the day. Most of them were nice, and then, yeah. Oh, you just get this dick. I don't get assholes like that who show up and play bad. I I, I hated when that shit would happen. It happens here in LA, man. I 24 hour fitness. You always get those sure. dicks that show up at like. 10 o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night. You're having a nice game, but guys are playing, going in and out, you know, you call the next. Everything's cool. But there's always those dicks that come and show up and they got to show that they got a fucking dick in their pants and try to act all big and shit. And it drives you nuts because you're just ruining the whole vibe of the game. I think those fuckers should be in prison when they pull shit like that. Honestly, the world is fucked up enough. You don't need co- people coming in at a place where you're just trying to have some fun and communal fun with other human beings playing a game. You don't need assholes coming in who certainly had a terrible upbringing or a terrible issue to work out and taking it out on everybody else. I mean, I had a game where the guy was so upset about a call, he just sat on the ball in the middle of the court and wouldn't leave the the court. Sat on the ball and would not leave the court. At 24-Hour Fitness, you don't have other courts to go to at 24 hours. There's only one full court game. And he sat there for 20 minutes on the ball. And they had to bring the manager in eventually. Oh, they brought sorry, they brought the attendant in, and she couldn't get him to to get off the court. So she had to call the manager. Manager came in from uh, from where he was living, about five ten minutes. So he had to come in and verbally get that guy off the court. It was insane. It was in fucking sane. And the so worst. it's like I don't get people like that, man. Honestly, it's the worst, man. You know, yeah. uh, it's so frustrating. We've kicked out friends of ours from our Saturday game. Yeah, yeah. Just I've seen it one, come close a couple of times. Uh,
1: well, one, one dude wanted, like, used to do the Bruce Bowen, and he would put your his foot underneath you when you went up for a jump shot. And you're like, What? Well, there's no contracts here, man. There's no. We're here to have fun." And we eventually just like don't come anymore. Yeah. And yeah. another dude was throwing elbows on his first day. Wow. And yeah, just full on throwing elbows, and you're like, wow. you're not allowed to come back. And he apologized for it and uh, tried to come back, and we were like. Not having
0: it. Yeah. Why why chance it, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, just, we're here to have fun. Yeah. It does yeah. get heated every once again, but it's mostly just like yelling about a foul that you thought you got. But more often than not, if somebody bitches enough, just like, just give them the foul.
0: Yeah. 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 It's not worth it. Growing up in, the, in my twenties, we used to play me and the, a couple other army buddies. We used to play down in Alexandria, this court that was right on the precipice of DC. So, uh, and all that that entails. So the the games were rough. The games were tough and rough. There was a lot of angle, a lot of like you had to really carry your own. I'd be strong enough to deal with a lot of the bullshit, you know, the name calling the elbows in the chest, the knees, all that shit just to play. Uh, But, you know, I had a a six foot eight guy with me and I had uh, my point guard guy with me. So the three of us would always like take care of each other. If there's any shit, we always played together. We never got picked for other teams because we just kind of felt like we were like this contingent. So we had to kind of figure it out that way. But I mean, I've had my, I had my shirt pulled up over my head and a guy punched me twice in the face because of some uh, some uh, foul in the game, like I've had all that, but I but I never swung yeah. because I'm like it's fucking basketball, man. Exactly, this is up.
1: not the time of like exactly. And everybody by and large shares that mentality of right. what, what in the world do you think
0: you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to jail for yes. a fucking foul on a basketball court. Exactly. They're The guy that has yeah.
1: to dominate the paint when somebody comes to drive, like no easy baskets, and you're like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like. <laughs> This is for shits and giggles. We're out here for cardio and the challenge of playing the game, man. Exactly.
0: Calm down, Oakley. This ain't exactly. for real.
1: Calm down, Oakley. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I Well, I'm thinking a friend of mine, uh, I used to run a, a comedian's basketball league here in LA. Yeah. And I handed it off eventually just because, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not playing as much anymore right. in that game. Uh, just because everybody kept getting younger and better. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, well. Well, eventually it just, it started out as comics only. You had to prove, you had to do comedy. Right. A couple, there was like two dudes grandfathered in. And then eventually I opened it up to agents and writers. So we had a team of oh, right. writers that worked on a bunch of different shows and a team of agents. And the agents were like agents and lawyers and all that. And they were cool. But then once we opened it up, teams started going and getting dudes that maybe liked comedy, but played <laughs> college basketball. And you're like, this isn't, this isn't fair anymore. Yeah, I mean, not every team did. It, only a couple, because right. uh, everybody kind of d- d- looked down on it. And just like, what are you doing? Right, uh, right. But one time, so this dude was coming in the lane. This is the first year; it was all comics. And one of the guys on my team was getting sick of him driving. So He's like, "No easy baskets, man. I'm sick of this shit." And you're like, "Calm down, Tripoli. Calm down." And the dude's name's Rick Glassman. He's going in for a layup, and Trip jumps up and throws his like a, a forearm shiver into oh, his. Head. It was mostly just the body him. He didn't yeah. throw. He hit him, like, you know, with a Bash brothers on the forearm. But still, like, boom, and checked him. And he got the foul. The triple E was just all jacked afterwards, like, no easy baskets. You're like, what are you doing? We're a bunch of fucking comedians. This is my paint. All right, man. Uh, he's 15 years younger than you and way more athletic. It's his paint.
0: Right. It's not going to look pretty if he gets upset. For no. you, it's not going to look pretty. Uh, just oh. no easy. Oh, like all right, trip. That's genius. I love that. I fucking yeah. love that. It's, it's a human thing, isn't it? It's like that male thing. It's primal. It's No matter what you do for a living, it can it can just come out that competitive oh, yeah. nature, you know. <laughs> Man, yeah, it, it, it can get hairy on a basketball court for sure. It's one of the reasons why I don't go play as much as I used. Dude, I, there's nothing I enjoyed more in terms of physical activity than playing pickup ball because you could play for hours, man, hours. I used to love playing for hours, like three, four hours of fucking afternoon all the time. It was great, but as you get older, you get less and less patient for the bullshit that goes on when the young kids come in and do their shit and talk their mess and do that physical shit with you. It's like, can we just fucking play ball, man? And it's- Especially in LA, shit, it is tough to find a game that is respectful in LA that doesn't have all that that unsavory element rolling around uh, with their attitude and doing the things that they're doing. It's it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. You can't just have a. It's that's why I was enjoying playing with you guys when I had it for a couple of months because it was like, oh, these guys seem pretty chill. They're still hardcore players, but they're not like you know dicks about it. And I appreciated.
1: That. Yeah, no, we're there. I mean, we're trying to play as beautiful a game of basketball as we can. But yeah, we yeah. all friends. So. Yeah. It doesn't make, like, it does. It makes sense. There are a couple of who are always testy, but they're always testy with each other, so we kind of just dust it off because nothing ever happens.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's part of it,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah. and you can talk them down. It's just like, not today, man. <laughs> you know, it's like you've been riding him hard. Back off a little. I'd like to see Fetterman go, no easy baskets. I'd love to see Oh, Fetterman. no, Wayne sits outside, man. He just shoots threes. That's all he does.
0: I know. Wayne, Wayne in his cargo pants and that shirt, man. It's brilliant. He's so oh, chill. Yeah. It's fucking like Chucks.
1: Every oh, yeah, those likes, dude, you, basketball shoe technology, those are from the 50s, man. Arch support, cushioning, anything. And he's like, ah, I like
0: them. All right. All right, dude. Knock yourself out. Uh, yeah, you so- try
1: and talk him into something different. It's just like, this works for him. Okay. But I mean, yeah. not drive into the hoop and not.
0: Right. That ain't Wayne's game. Yeah, no, that's for sure. No, not in the slightest. I was looking at the, I actually was looking at some shoes because uh, they did a, I almost sent you this article actually. ESPN did a whole like rundown of all of Jordan's shoes that he's worn through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating. And then they and then from there, they stemmed to the next day. I think they counted on the top 50 shoes ever. And then the next day, the worst 12 shoes or 10 shoes ever made. Um, and that was fascinating because I, I had forgotten those Air Jordan 13s. I love those fucking Air Jordan 13s. Uh, and I like LeBron's ones that he wore when they won. When they came back from 3-1, those black and gold ones that he wore, I can't remember which ones they were called, but like those are the two that stood out for me that I like the most. But it's an interesting array of basketball shoes, man. Interesting array that I never even noticed were play- – because I'm so used to watching the jerseys and the players. I'm not even focused on the shoes when I'm watching the ball game most of the time. But seeing some of the shoes they got away with wearing, dude, it's like mind-blowing some of the shit they were wearing in the 90s. It's insane. I know. It's just – it's amazing
1: when you look at it. They look so clunky and huge. And they don't look breathable. The
0: straps. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And then like stupid shit like the did the Spreewells make the good or the bad? The ones with the spinning rims. Oh, that made the that made the bad list. Yeah. The okay. Some people love them. I just never never good <laughs>
0: in the slightest. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, you know, so the 13s? Are the 13s your favorite? Yeah. I like the 13 it's like a space boot and I enjoy it. It's like all uh, I think it's all singular into itself and it's got that little basketball icon on the, on the top of the ankle area. I love that shit. Uh, for whatever reason I do, but I tried one on when I was going to buy, when I was buying shoes to go play with you guys. Cause I hadn't bought basketball, basketball shoes in, in years. And I was uh, uh, putting all those on and I'm like, you can't move in these fucking things like now. Holy shit. Oh. And I asked the guys I was like, are, are people playing in these? Cause they had reissued them as a kind of yeah, honor. Huh? It depends on what it is. A lot of times it's called a pro
1: tro. So like they brought back early Kobe's and it's a pro tro. And it's like, yeah, but it's still a lot of the same textures
0: and materials that. Right. They've right. made some of it. Yeah, the Kyrie sucked though, man. I'm never gonna buy Kyrie shoes again. I uh, was fucked up. Just
1: comes down to what your foot is. Yeah. Given your size, you might want to look at the Lebrons.
0: Yeah, I saw those. The slide ons. Those look they've more. got
1: more cushioning.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tried yeah. those on. They're 175, 180 bucks. They're expensive. So, but
1: yeah, but you can get the some of the older models for cheaper. And then he's got his Soldier line and some of the. I don't know if the Soldier lines have the full Zoom. though all the air under on, on the bottom. That's open. Yeah, see. But I bet you you get cheaper pairs if you don't give a shit about the colorway of, like, the 15. Oh, supposed to be good. Um, yeah. What, two ago? I think you get okay. that. I almost got a pair of those, but they were just too
0: heavy. Oh, yeah, for you, for the way you play.
1: Yeah, I, I like yeah. a lighter shoe. Actually, I am I am excited because they're bringing back the shoe that I've, i I – I've been wearing the Kobe 6s. Since oh, yeah. The ugly-ass fake snake skin, but they fit my foot – absolutely perfectly, tons of breathability with that terrible snake skin, but it's just a, a mesh underneath, and it's been perfect, and now I can no longer find them, and the next year, they're going to bring them back as a, a reissue. Uh So I'm back in Kobe 6s, <laughs> I got the hardened 4s, because they, they fit my like foot, <clears throat> the best of everything out there, but they're okay. I'm not in love with them, I think.
0: Right, right. You have, like, 20 pairs of those Kobe 6s, so you never, you never run out of them. <laughs>
1: if the glue stayed forever... Yes, I would just go ahead, legitimately, and spend a thousand dollars and buy like how many how many pairs I could get because I'll use them. Uh, I don't know where the hell I'd store them, but- <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: for sure. Uh, anyway, all right. did you You didn't tune in to hear us talk about basketball stories and shoes. You tuned in for us uh, to talk about the uh, the towntown rather, the top ten presidents in movies. Uh, we, I think this was a. <clears throat> uh, a Patreon one, a relist or something, I think way in the back or am I? Really? I don't think, yeah, I don't think we've ever done this. Okay. Cause when I tried to look up top 10 presidents in movies, my search history uh, showed that I had already looked that up. So I don't know what reason I would have it well, other than for, we've
1: done historical figures in film.
0: Oh, maybe, maybe that's what it was then. Maybe that's what it was. But fictional presidents there. we've never done. Okay. All right. I thought maybe we'd done it as a relist. With the fans signing in, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure they'll remind us if we did. But either way, Matt suggested this idea. I thought it was a lot of fun, um, and uh, it was great to kind of explore. Uh, how many there have been uh, And I even diving into the TV side of things Even though we can't include the TV stuff It was nice to dive in and see how many people Have played, played yeah. presidents uh, Both male and female and black and white Or uh, even Latino with Jimmy uh, Smith Becoming president on West Wing Spoiler alert uh, But yeah, that, that was a, a lot of fun So we thought we'd do that man, Because it's, uh, what, is it uh, Memorial Day coming up? Is that what it is? And so we thought we'd do that That's all right. Sure,
1: that's a great tie-in that you just pulled out of your ass I love it, yes, for Memorial Day we salute all our former fictional presidents.
0: And the, the
1: Patreon show is, is next week. We yeah. didn't get topics until late, so it'll just be the, first, the start of next month. So don't worry. It, it's coming. And yeah. then that's at the end of the show. And we also have uh, – do you want to talk about the replacement?
0: Too? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. That's us okay.
1: So we are uh, officially going to retire the relist. Oh no! no. Um, thank you to Eric Grebner that sent us uh, the show and the idea. And yeah, thank you, Eric. It was awesome. I believe it was Eric Grebner. Uh, nice little run. We we're trying to try to change it up a little bit for okay. for the the audience at large and also the patrons to give them back something that hopefully is a little bit more interactive and gets more of them involved uh, overall. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about doing is I don't we haven't come up with a title. Uh, no, not yet, not yet. Oh, yeah, but the gist of the show is. Top ten Jeopardy, baby. Yes. Ten Jeopardy, and uh, what it is? So everybody on the re-list that gets to participate in the re-list now, the twenty and up tier, uh, we'll be taking three of you a week having a show. Winner moves on. The winner of this overall run of of uh, re- uh, of top ten Jeopardies gets to be a guest on the show. Yep. And that's what we're yeah. We're it's uh, you know three at a time, and uh, we will get through and everybody to the. We're not going to start until July, so there won't be a re-list. And next month as we're gearing up to this because we've got to write tons of questions that come up with categories and right. structure and all that stuff so we need time to devote to that
0: right.
1: uh, but so if you want to participate the july 1st just make sure that you're at the 20 and up tier and that's the pool of names we are going to draw from yep. the show and it's uh it's going to take us a while but we'll build up to it and you get to be a guest on the show and Gets all of you interactive and hopefully sparks more discussion and whatnot. And, uh, if anybody would like to help us on the question side, we've had a a number of people reach out, but we can always use more help. uh, Email is over at top 10 podcast at Gmail. That's all spelled out. Top 10 podcast. And, uh, we'll add you to, uh, the list and get you, you know, basically started on that process of, uh, helping, but it's so many people that it's not a ton of work. It just be grabbing a couple categories and writing some questions for them. And, you know, good to go, uh, because thankfully, when we we asked, a ton of people reached out and yeah. help.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a. I like it. And you know, it's not it's not a trivia showdown thing. This is a complete separate thing. It's Jeopardy. It's following these things. People love Jeopardy, and so it'll mm-hmm. be fun to kind of have you guys be interactive with us. Uh, and of course, we'll host the show, so it'll be a lot of fun doing that. And we'll have someone who will probably, probably what it's looking like right now, we'll have someone who's going to be our kind of like producers last GM of the show who will be uh, there as well. So it'll be live. Oh, no, sorry. It won't be live. Sorry. It'll be, uh, up there. Uh, and we'll do it all virtually, uh, and have a little fun doing that. And so, and then like Matt said, the winner gets to come on the show and be a guest. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And we might even do some post-match stuff. Where we talk about it, uh, and do a little bit of analysis of it as well, which will be a lot of fun. So we'll yeah, see. Possibly.
1: Yeah. And, um, the goal is to start off doing uh, two a month, but if logistically, logistically, if we can figure it out between our schedules and all the other people, then we'll try and get it out. So it's weekly. So we can get to the guests sooner. Yeah. Uh, just so, you know, the build and anticipation for everybody, you know, it's, it keeps you engaged uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that also, because we're not starting to let job first, it gives us time to try and set up all that stuff too. What day yeah. can we try and get everybody at what times and uh, et right. cetera, et cetera. Right. So, Come join us,
0: <laughs>
1: and, and those who just want to listen, listen and enjoy as well.
0: Have we figured out what what uh, level of patron they have to be at to be a part of this? Have we done? Have was we, it the,
1: the twenty and up, because we're okay. taking you know we're retiring the relist, so right. a twenty and up. Um, and right now, the you know there's there's a a why a big pool of individuals that currently exist in that ecosystem. So there speaking. you
0: go. All right, perfect.
1: perfect. So it's it's going to be representative of, you know, hopefully a nice cross-section of all of our fans, and uh, yeah. they look forward to it as much as we do because it's, I don't know, it seems like fun, and I love Jeopardy, and
0: you love yeah. Jeopardy, so. that I do. Why not? Yep, sounds good to me. Um, all right, cool. Uh, well, should we jump into the show, my man? Yes, sir. Uh, once we set
1: a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. We we'll trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten lists, we create the
0: shows between the two of us. Boom. All right. Let's get this going. Uh, all right.
1: At ten, I have one that you will not have. And that's that's okay. fine. Which is uh, Moon over Parador. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss? Yep. Raul Julia. <laughs> I saw him in the theater, and for whatever reason, I've always enjoyed the movie. Uh, is that good? <laughs> no, it's pretty bad, it but bad I movie. like it. Uh, I don't know why. Watching him, like the first time, because uh, Richard Dreyfus plays an actor. Yeah, Julia is the Machiavellian guy behind the president, who also happens to look like Richard Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. He's an actor, and they're in t- they're shooting something down there. And uh, they, he gets invited to the presidential palace, and he does his impression. Raul Julia is impressed and whatnot. And then the president dies, so Julia brings in Dreyfus for the part of a lifetime.
0: Yeah, the but part he, of a like, lifetime.
1: Yeah, he wants to maintain power because he doesn't want a regime change because he would be ousted more than likely. Right. But there's a decent chance of that. So he wants to be the one who actually has power, and he can just use Dreyfus as a puppet. And eventually Dreyfus, you know, bristles at being the puppet, and it's just back yeah. and forth. Uh, it look, it's a dumb movie, but for some reason it's <laughs> Place my
0: heart. <laughs> I'm not going to fault you for it. I remember it when it came out. I want to see who, because I don't know if it's uh, uh, Sonia Braga. I think it is. is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it Rich Dreyfuss, Raul Julia. Uh, and yes, Sonia Braga. Yes, Sonia Braga, whose daughter is still uh, working day. Alice Braga. She's fantastic. So yeah, uh, Jonathan Winters is in this thing. Wow. Sammy Davis Jr. is in this? Yeah. Charo. Of course, Charo is in this wow interesting okay <laughs> it's a weird little movie man it is weird it was part of that run
1: where he was doing like a krippendorf stride that came yeah. a couple of years after i think it's mr hollis
0: little. uh which was i was stakeout. and stakeout i think stakeout was the one that kind of brought him back to being a leading man again and from there he did those 80s films you're right what about bob all of that is around that area i think you're right um
1: yeah, and it's a movie I know we've never talked about before.
0: It's a movie we've never talked about. Never
1: talked about right. And I started writing the list, and I was like, that's making my list just because I, I'm different to a lot of the, uh, these Good movies. <laughs> but Moon Over Parador, I honestly, I enjoy that.
0: Every once in a while, you shock me, man. This is the one. <laughs> All right. What's number nine? I never nine saw it, is, by the way. I never saw it, so I can't add to the conversation. Look, it's
1: mindless, T. It's mindless movie. Yeah, of course. It's, it's fun like an appointment. But if it happens to be on sometime, you might enjoy yeah. it. Uh, I know Dreyfus can be uh, a bit of a dick by all accounts. True. Uh, but it's, he's still got a decent amount of charm. Yeah. You know, when he can pull it off, man, he's still Richard Dreyfus. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so my nine, Um, I don't know if it would be a punt or not, but uh, the American president? Uh, yes, it's a punt. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, what's your eight? My eight is definitely a punt more than likely, which is Independence Day.
0: What? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a super punt. All right. Yikes. Wow. Some of us have taste and others. You well, know. oh, 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 oh. Let's start there, Mr. over Parador. All it's right. Titty. It's 10. It's not like I was it's like this. On is your list. List. Uh, all right. Number 10 is uh, Jack Nicholson from Mars Attacks. Is that on your list? That it was an
1: honorable mention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's funny in the film. It's not my favorite Jack Nicholson performance. And to be honest with you, I know this is a cult classic for some people. I don't like the movie myself that much, but I like him in it because it's such an unusual, he's such an unusual person to be in a Tim Burton movie, Jack Nicholson and being yeah, the most president- of cast is. Huh? Yeah, I know the cast is uh, insane Throughout, it's a big, big cast uh, But you know, this is obviously Again, uh, as Matt just said about Richard Driver's, this is height, the height Of Tim Burton uh, at his uh, Apex of power, and he's bringing All these people together for a quirky Aliens land on earth uh, type sh- uh, Movie, I think Matthew Broderick's in the Sarah Jessica Parker like a uh, Sarah
1: Jessica is Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan, right uh, that Benning, I believe, is in this Oh yeah, right, right, right um, oh shit, the one awkward looking dude. Mm. Uh, is Michael J. Fox in this one or no? I don't think so. Okay. Nicholson plays two parts. Right. What is his name? I'm going to look it up. Okay. So I'm like, it uh, doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the best little Danny DeVito's in this Martin Short a lot of people are in this thing. Yeah, Michael J Fox is in this thing. I thought is he was in this. Oh, thing. Yeah. does he play on the the politics side of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and even Lucas Natalie Haas. Lucas oh, called, yeah. yeah, Lucas Haas from Witness, right? Right, right. Uh and Natalie Portman's in this thing as well <laughs> randomly out of nowhere. Uh but yeah, it's he's he's you know, he does a really funny job in the film because he's so like uh, just uh, put a put off by everything that's happening around him as the president he just can't he can't conceive of what's happening right he's so incompetent he can't conceive and it's really funny what ends up happening to him as well but uh i like nicholson's performance in the movie it's an unusual performance from him uh but one that i enjoy in a, in a weird little film that isn't that great but he's good in no. it
1: i like the um, vignettes in it oh yeah okay fair parts of it i think i like the nicholson i also like the nicholson in vegas right and Glenn Close plays his wife, right? Nicholson's the president.
0: Yes, I think Glenn Close plays his wife. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah I like that aspect. I thought the Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica
0: Parker dog thing was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Like I said, this is Tim Burton, like full on, yeah, uh, quirky as hell uh, in this movie. Um, all right, then my number nine is Billy Bob Thornton from um, Love, uh, Actual. Love Actually. Love Actually, yeah. I I, th- I put him on the list, and and the reason is because this is an asshole president. You rarely get an asshole president on screen. Most of the time, they are presidents to be revered and respected, mm-hmm. and the fact that they turn this guy and they are essentially making a joke at uh, George W. Bush's. Uh, expense, because when this came out, uh, Bush was the president at the time. They made him Texan. They made him a bit of a hillbilly in that kind of way, but they also made him uh, uh, almost a a rapist uh, or sexual assaulter for sure for now... McCutcheon's character and what happens, and that's that's such a weird thing in this movie. Like a lot of people bash the movie and say it's a bit misogynist, and I get those points of views, but it also is at moments a little dark, a little messed up, and the fact that they threw a sexual assault storyline into a Christmas movie—it's oh. uh, supposed to be about love—is really weird. Alan
1: Rickman is cheating on Emma yeah, Exactly, that's another downtrodden me. moment of this. Oh my god, my wife and I watched the first episode of the Mark Ruffalo.
0: Oh yeah, is it good or is it unusual, dude? It, the first episode was like, "Holy
1: shit, man! Your life is so depressing." Wow, I don't, I don't know if I can. I mean, moving forward, I don't see how this doesn't get bleaker.
0: Right, right. This is a the twins, first right? Episode are they twins? Yes, yeah. the yeah. Okay, and yeah. one's,
1: uh, I think he's multiple, multiple personalities, or oh, okay. or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's dark as shit. Wow.
0: Have you seen Dead to Me? We started Dead to Me. She's into it. I'm kind of like, uh. Yeah. I, Which I'm one is thinking. Dead to Me? Uh, Linda Cardellini's uh, Christina Applegate one where her husband has just oh, died. I think Catherine watches that. I haven't seen okay. it. Yeah. I try, dude. I don't think it's for me. Uh, my friend okay. Shannon was trying to push me into watching. He says it gets better as the season goes along. But, like, I'm watching House of Cards at the same time because I've never seen it. I'm in season middle of season three, and I'm like – that's elite television man i'm having a blast watching that show yeah so it's kind of hard man it drops off. that's what i hear like it'll start dropping off in four and certainly in five is what i heard is really bad i didn't yeah whatever
1: the final season is i didn't watch it because the season before was just so lackluster
0: yeah that's what everyone said that five was terrible and people a lot of people tweeted back at me that six is horrible without okay uh,
1: so six i didn't see at all five was yeah 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 it's not i don't know
0: I'm having a good time right now, though, man. I think season three is the best season of the show, and I'm not even done with it. I can already tell you it's my favorite season, and I'm not even done with the season. It's been so good. Uh, but I don't know why I resisted this one, but I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, but anyway, Billy Bob, just a just a creepy little dude. And I like that they had the guts to do that, uh, to show the president in that way in a film like this. Um, and he plays it well. And it's unsettling as hell. The smile of his and, of course, his comeuppance. Uh, Hugh Grant giving him the come the fantasy comeuppance uh, in real life uh, uh, of the American president there in that moment. So uh, I thought that was good. But like just because it's such an unusual one, I felt I had to put it on the list.
1: Yeah. I wrote um, it down, but I didn't. It didn't ever – I don't know. Because I didn't like the president in that, I didn't include it.
0: Right. That's fair. Um, and number eight, then, is uh, Terry Crews' uh, president in Idiocracy.
1: Uh, that's a punt, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Uh,
0: your seven, my friend.
1: Uh, my seven, I don't think it'll make your list either, which is uh, President Lindbergh from The Fifth Element. Tiny Oh, l- oh uh, Tiny Lister? Yep. Yeah, because okay. it was a so atypical to put him in that, and I love mm-hmm. that Bassan did that because he could pull it off. Like he, he has a certain you know gravitas that he carries. Yes, yes. And it's a movie that I hated at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, in college, it was on repeat on Stars, and we had a Stars filter, so right. that was the only pay channel that we got. And I saw Fifth Element like it played for two years, off and on. I saw it a lot of times, and the more I saw it, the more charm. Uh, every time. So now I personally, I really thoroughly enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's You know, thankfully I got to see it so many times to understand the charm of it for me at least. Uh, but I, I like that because it was atypical casting because before that he was Zeus and Friday and he was in no holds Bar. Right. right. He always played this just big hulking mass with no mind. And in this he's the president.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is the wire
0: which is why he was chosen, I'm sure, you know, yeah. his side. Uh, I remember he had that small part in The Dark Knight when he's the prisoner on the show. Well, yeah, it, it
1: stops them from, you know, basically confirming everyone's suspicions. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Rejoicing the stereotype. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. I thought it was, I thought he's, yeah, and that's a good choice. It's a nice choice, man. Another one that's out of left field, I really appreciate it because he does actually a damn good job. He shows you that this guy could actually act. He can act. When he had legitimate material to act with, Uh, yeah, you know, a guy that size isn't going to get a lot of roles like this. No, they went to Michael Clark Duncan. Right. Right. Good point. Once he came on the
1: scene. Yeah. Although he had a non-speaking role standing next to Tiny in Friday, I believe. Oh,
0: right. That's right. He's like a
1: tiny little, you know, he was just getting his start. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, once you have the two guys of that size, I think the other thing that probably hurt him was the eye. That's what is it? Point. Uh, one of his eyes points inward towards his nose Yeah, and more than likely just visually people may have initially like aren't as receptive to him being that type of character, but per, I mean, he was great. It's great. It's a yeah. small role and he commands it. And uh, it's a, it's a quality movie that so I'm surprised. We don't talk about it that often. I, for whatever reason, I guess it doesn't come up come up. Fifth element you mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an unusual movie, right? So It would have to be in our list of sci fi or a list of Bruce Willis movies. We're certainly not going to do Mila Jovovich movies or Chris Tucker movies. Uh, So, um,
1: or Luc Besson. Besson,
0: Exactly. exactly. There's not 10 for Besson. So, it would have to fit fit a certain niche. Maybe Gary Oldman movies or Bruce Willis movies, I think, would be Mm. the only thing it would fit into. Um, All right. And what's your number six? Uh, My six
1: is President Jack Stanton from Primary Colors.
0: Oh, uh, that is a slight punt, but a punt, nonetheless. Okay. Um, all right, then my number seven is uh, Henry Fonda from this 1964 film called Failsafe. Um, and this is one that Steve Morris has pushed me to watch a number of times. I finally watched it. Um, and he's probably listening to this, doesn't even know that I've watched it. This may be the first time I was revealing it to him. But I finally watched it uh, the other day uh, while it was, I think it was on TCM or one of the channels. And I was it's a black and white film, very tense film. Uh, It's you know, set in the 60s, in the middle of 60s, when like the nuclear war is about is just happened. The Khrushchev stuff just sorry, the Khrushchev stuff just happened with Kennedy. So it's set in 19. I mean, the film came out in 1964, you know, the uh, Cuba Missile Crisis and then the Bay of Pigs. That was all right there in the early 60s. So this film, uh, Henry Fonda plays the president. uh, And uh, there's a a situation that goes on with an anomaly with the the, uh, an airliner that is off course. It's interpreted as an intruder. And the, there's a computer error that causes an American bomber group to uh, think that it is an actual a nuclear attack on Moscow. So then they have to – he has to negotiate with the Moscow president throughout the film because he can't – because the, the the signals have been scrambled. So he can't uh, figure this whole thing out. And then he sends a fleet – they send a fleet of bombers automatically, but he can't call them back. And so they come up with this idea of what they want to do. And I don't want to uh, 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 spoil it for anybody because some of the decisions they make in this movie are shocking as – hell. And it's, it surprises me that it's not one of these films people talk about in a classic sense. People do like this movie a lot, but they don't Mm -hmm. talk about it as one of the black and white classics from that time as strongly as they do other ones. But it's a pretty surprisingly uh, unsettling film. Uh, And Fonda is great as the president because he is alternately like completely out of his depth and desperate and other times really presidential and strong. Uh, so he's trying to navigate a very unusual situation that could lead to the death of both their countries and millions of people. Uh, so it's just a fantastic portrayal, uh, but nobody seems to really talk about it, which is interesting to me because it's a damn good movie and Steve to his credit. And maybe that's why because I mean, Steve had to talk me into it multiple times to finally watch it. Sidney Lumet is the director on this one. And, and I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the yeah, best I've, ones. I've
1: heard of it. I haven't seen it. So yeah. uh, I wish I could add to the discussion on this.
0: <laughs> Walter Matthau's in this and a very young JR Larry Hagman is in this as well so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, very young JR. <laughs> uh, for you kids out there. Anyway, all right, what's so then yeah. mine number 6 is uh, Kevin Kline in uh, Dave.
1: Oh, come on. That's a punt. Are you kidding?
0: All right, some people have tastes, some people don't. All right, let's move on. Oh, wait, no, let's take a break, I think.
1: Exactly, take a break and reflect on who has good taste in this instance.
0: Uh, 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 We'll hear from our sponsors, and then we'll uh, come back and count down our top fives uh, as we continue with the top ten show right after this. All right, and uh, we're back. I didn't put the thing up uh, there. No, I was expecting that, and then uh, it's all right, though. I can't find, it. there we go, Here, there it is, there it is Boom, alright, we're taking our little bit of a break And we're back There it is
1: uh, Alright all right. We, we, we came back for 10 seconds and then here's the second set of ads, guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make that money We Gotta make that money um, Yeah, you know, the <laughs> world economy is just kind of struggling So we're we Just, uh, just, just right. away here <laughs> What's your five, man?
1: <laughs> uh, my five is the punt from earlier I put a five, so idiocracy Okay, cool. Terry oh. Cruz, yeah. Because you have him and then you have President Joe Bowers uh, uh Luke Wilson's character.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, so you got two presidents, but it's dude, it's President Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. Camacho, son. Uh what I liked about it is what someone else pointed out to me that look he's an idiot. They're all idiots, obviously. But he was smart enough to recognize that you know, not sure was smarter than him. So he right. puts him in charge and uh, you know, ultimately, it has the foresight to go. No, you can do this job better than I can, and it recedes from the presidency.
0: Right, right.
1: Even this idiot can figure out the best path for his people. It's like that. That's what makes him. I mean, if I got a choose between the two, it is Camacho.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's the flashier it, role. It it's the f- funnier role. I mean, Terry Crews on that motorcycle, the mullet, the, of course, it's obviously a wig uh, and the, uh, the machine gun. Like the whole nine is just so bad. It's such a ultimate American lower class fantasy dream of a president. Right. Uh, other than, you know, the, the fact that, you know, uh, he's uh, uh, riding the motorcycle. I mean, I think you'd, well, you'd see well, maybe he'd be right. I wouldn't say
1: lower class. class. I would say if you have an entire society of uneducated people like this to think that you
0: water crops with Mountain Dew that this is the type of leader that you get. I'm just saying... It's tough to find education in the lower class quadrant of things in any society because they do uh, keep – they want to keep lower classes in the lower class. So they don't spend a lot of money educating them. But I hear your point. I hear your point. I, that's, that's what my intention with that comment was. It's like some American fever fantasy dream of this muscle-bound dude on a motorcycle uh, with these hot ladies behind him as his first ladies and the oh, yeah, mullet. And the, the, M16. The, 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 the M16, the cutoff There's shirt. No reason whatsoever. Steve, which-
1: other than, yeah, exactly. Like it's you know it's a big dick that he's holding.
0: Yeah, exactly. The sleeveless shirt, the whole nine.
1: Uh huh. The whole time, everything about it. it. That movie when it came out uh at the trailer, and I was like, no chance. That looks so terrible. Right after, like after it was out for a while, enough people were like, dude, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, and that was kind of my hope with Extract. I was hoping Extract. Oh yeah. Oof, I just yeah. never really did. It's fine, but I, I don't. I don't go back to rewatch that. And of the Mike Judge films, that's kind of – that's rare because most of those others, I'm happy when they come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I think that's a testament to his skill overall. He still made movies that I find rewatchable and enjoyable. Yeah. Everyone is going to be an all-time classic, so be it.
0: Uh, <laughs> Good point.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, even the Coens, like Hail Caesar. Yeah. Not really. Quentin, jam. you know, one or two that I'm not the – but he's got others that I think are just pitch perfect. hmm uh, so a testament to the man's genius, but idiocracy is yeah terrible, <sighs> so just
0: beyond the movie. His commercials are great too, or his whatever his promos were that he does in the film are hilarious as well. Da, da, da. Um, all right, so then my number five is uh, Peter Sellers from Doctor Strangelove uh, when he played the president in Doctor Strangelove.
1: Uh,
0: okay, uh, that is a punt. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. You give me a weird look, so I didn't know if uh, you'd, it wasn't. It, like uh, it
1: took me back there for a second because I forgot it okay. was on my
0: list. All right. What's your number four, then? Uh, my four is uh, My Fellow Americans. Oh, the James Garner, Jack Lemmon one. Uh-huh. Uh, knock this yourself is out. the
1: tandem me. of the two.
0: Yeah. Knock not yourself out with that one. I did
1: not like that movie. Go ahead, oh, man. Oh, man. Just the two of them together. I thought Dan Aykroyd was miscast as the actual sitting president. Right. Um. But you have three fictional presidents in the movie. But the two of them, I'm such a, such a sucker for Jack Lemmon.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I am most times content in every movie. Uh, and then the back and forth that he has with James Garner, it'd only be better if it was Walter Matthau. And there's nothing against James Garner, just him and Matthau have such a chemistry between the two of them. Right. It's undeniable. Um, but I like the back and forth and the, the two different versions, the penny-pinching president, which is le- what Lemon plays, and the more swaggering... Uh, sleeping around with AIDS in, in uh, Jack Garner. His yeah. political mm-hmm. AIDS is uh, you know if the reference didn't make sense. Uh, but just the two different variations to it. And I think one of my favorite parts is did you make up words to uh, here comes the chief? <laughs> yeah. Hail to the chief rather. Hail to the chief, yeah. Hail to the chief. I am the chief and I need hailing. <laughs> just they both they both had made their own versions of someone <laughs> to themselves as Hail to the Chief is playing, which is honestly, I bet you numerous presidents have
0: done that. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I'm sure. Created
1: their own lyrics. Uh, it's just such a nice little, uh, I wonder if the screenwriter f- read that anecdote somewhere. and just I mean, added
0: it also, Matt, I mean, you hear it so many damn times. How do you not you gotta, default trying to create lyrics for the damn thing? Yeah,
1: you got to make it enjoyable for yourself at that point. Sure. Very true. I'm sure on a two-term president, like a year five or six, you're like, I am so bored with this.
0: (laughs) I can't do it anymore. Please stop it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But just it's honestly it's for because I can watch Jack Lemmon pretty much do anything. And James Garner, to some degree, uh, he's I mean, he's got a charm. There's a reason
0: the guy. Oh, yeah. Some people really like it. Yeah, he's never been my cup of tea, but I know a lot of Americans like him, obviously, because he lived this – right, because like you said, Matt, he had numerous successes throughout his career, numerous successful uh, TV shows and, uh, you know, transition into doing film. The only film I really like him in, because I didn't like that Maverick movie either, is I like him in Space Cowboys. I thought he does a nice job in Space Cowboys. Okay, quietly one of my, like – I like Maverick. It's fine. You did? Okay,
1: All right. it's fine. It's not great, but it's like Mel trying to do comedy at that time. And yeah. okay, it was a little interesting. It's got a good cast. It's, it does uh, have a
0: good cast. A good. And,
1: yeah, Alfred Molina in a small part, and yeah, uh, Danny Glover pops up.
0: Um, yes.
1: Yeah, I, I don't love it, but I like right. it. Right. Uh, do um, you think the term Maverick actually is named after someone. Say that again. The Maverick, the, the term we have, comes from a family. I believe it's a family name. Oh, really? Like you know, a family last name family, or... Yeah. Because oh. when, when it was at the McCain presidential run, yeah. and uh, they barred him from being able to use it or his campaign because the family was offended. It's kind of when a, a band stands up and says, you can't use our song. Mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, that's when I heard about that. I was like, oh, wow. I just thought that was a term derived from somewhere else as opposed to specific. Right one family oh, the word pretty maverick actually crazy. crazy wow i don't know uh, yeah i don't know if that's true i just remember it eh, on that election hearing the story a couple times reading something somewhere uh, yeah be bullshit but seemed like it was legit <laughs>
0: um all right then my number four is uh the pun from earlier jack uh, Slay, uh was it jack uh what's his name from uh, john travolta from uh primary oh, Cal- primary Cal- Cal- Cal-
1: jack stand, jack stand.
0: This is a damn good movie, man. I mean, I grew up as a Clinton, uh, Clinton, Clinton supporter, so for me, I was like a fan of his for those eight years he was there. Of course, I know his flaws as well, but I enjoyed him there. And when this book came out, I remember I was uh, working part-time at a bookstore, and I remember this book coming out, and it was like an explosion there mm-hmm. in D.C. The idea that this book, written by Anonymous at the time, uh, you know, mirrored a lot of what clinton uh, the rumors and illusions that were made along the campaign trail about clinton were all kind of consolidated into this book with this main character that had a lot of shades of bill clinton it was fascinating to see that and then when they turn it into a movie and i heard travolta was cast i was like that's that's a terrible choice he doesn't look at yeah. like clinton doesn't make any sense he's not southern at all i mean he was playing monero for fucking from fucking new york for god's sakes but then you watch him in the movie, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's
1: kind of mind blowing
0: what he but does."
1: Emma Thompson is is Hillary yeah. surrogate.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's, she's awesome.
1: Kathy Bates is the political, like, uh, you know, mover and shaker behind yep. the scenes.
0: Yep, yep,
1: he's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's disheartening when you see something like that. Yeah, on, yeah, come
0: level. I mean, like I said, like watching uh, House of Cards now, I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of politicians that have done that stuff that I see in the show. I'm sure there's a lot. They got away with that kind of crap, and they make that deal with the devil just to have that kind of power in this country or live that kind of lifestyle. In this film, you see, like, these kinds of things that this character does. And when, when, when she, when Jack, Kathy Bates finds out for sure what he did in that reaction, you're just like, holy shit holy shit, uh, how many people really have to swallow their conscience and how many people can't uh, when they see something that a politician or a person they believed in uh, does. You know?
1: He was supposed enough. to be better than this. Yeah. The right. whole reason that I've fought so long
0: for him. And it turns yeah. out that he's just another version of terrible. Right, and I couldn't see it. Yeah. Here I was, my eyes, I thought I was my eyes were wide open and even I couldn't see it. Yeah. Terrible stuff, man. But anyway, great performance, though, and fantastic uh, film. Um, all right, what's your number three, man? Uh, my number
1: three is President James Marshall from Air Force One.
0: Oh, that's a punt. That is okay. a punt. Uh, then my number three is Michael Douglas from The American President. Was that a punt from oh, earlier? that
1: high, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I earlier, I had it at nine. I don't go back to rewatch it.
0: Really? Their chemistry uh-huh. doesn't get you to go back, him and Annette Benny? <sighs>
1: What I remember of it, and I've seen it a handful of times, like legitimately start to finish. It's very crisp and professional. Yes. It's not the Sorkin bang, 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 but it's the Sorkin intellect Mm. and there's touch. And it just, it's very professional to me and I like it. Obviously it made my list. I just, yeah, I don't go back to rewatch it compared to the others.
0: Yeah, I like it. because it's Michael Douglas, man. It's at that time. Once again, we mentioned that about Dreyfus. We mentioned that about Tim Burton. This is this is around that time where Michael Douglas is at his apex. You know, those 90s films that really kind of establish himself going forward. Of course, he's younger with Jewel of the Nile, and all that stuff in the 80s. But in the 90s, he is like our top leading man. Like you could almost say for these kind of mature Uh, older films and so him stepping in as in the as the american president is very smooth very like he's a nice guy he actually has some morals to the situation and fighting off some of the more um, uh, temptation attempt tempting situations to kind of turn his back on what got him to where he is or turn his back on his morals and his principles and then at the same time he's trying to like uh kind of covertly flirt and court uh, Annette Bening's character and all the baggage that may come with that. So I just like, it's just a such a sweet film, but anyway, so it's also why I like West Wing, right? Cause it's Sorkin's kind of intellectual approach to the situation. There's a lot of great scenes in here that I enjoy a lot of great dialogue yeah. that I enjoy. Uh, and I think Mike Nichols directed this one. Am I, am I wrong? I mean, Reiner. Oh, was it Reiner? Carl, Rob, yeah, Reiner? Rob Reiner? Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, if we were including all time fictional, like including TV, What is it? Bartlett from West Wing would probably be my number one.
0: Yeah. I think you can make a a, a very strong case for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so it's not, it's not your cup of tea, I guess, uh, but uh, fully.
1: I I like it, obviously, but the rewatchability is why it goes lower on my list.
0: Totally understand. Totally understand. Um, All right. What's your
1: number two? Uh, My two is Dr. Strangelove. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we're not that far off um, from one another. It's sellers playing numerous parts within this and it's a it's a great comedic president not exactly the guy that i want with his finger on the button so to speak (laughs) like someone a little bit more sure of himself right right. Uh, but in that room just full of ridiculous testosterone it's a nice you know he plays well interacting Uh, yeah george c scott is so over the top chewing his gum the whole time and then sellers is the nazi scientist and just all various characters. So it's good that he stands out. Yeah. It sucks that that's the president, but it's always stuck out to me that this kind of almost feeble uh, individual got to the t- the head of the
0: table. Yeah. I don't think English fem- uh, filmmakers like our American presidents. I mean, they're, they're rarely portrayed in positive lights by English filmmakers. Again, this is Kubrick who is, I think he's British, right? Isn't Kubrick British? People yes. pushed, out, pushed back at me the other day and they were trying to say he's from like Missouri or something. But I think he's British, yeah. It's
1: weird. I am weird. about 99.9% sure that he is British. There's no way he's from Missouri. Uh,
0: he was born in Manhattan, New York. I'll be goddamned. He's Where did an he grow
1: up? Where did he live?
0: <laughs> well, he was raised in the Bronx, attended William Howard Taft High School from 41 to 45. Uh, he died in the UK. Um, so maybe that's why we think he's an English filmmaker, but he's a full-on uh, American.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he just lived his entire like adult life or the bulk of it in England. Yeah. Oh. 99% I was 0.01% yeah. 0, 0, 0, wrong.
0: You're right. No, no, you're right. He moved to the UK in 1961 and pretty much stayed there for the rest of his life until he passed in in 1999. So, uh 28 to 1961, all right. Uh, all right, 30 years, 33 years here in the country, but then uh moved out to spend the rest of his life in the UK. So, uh, it's uh, yeah. yeah. He's it He's American by birth, thirty-three years here. Uh, but I feel like his sensibilities are British with a lot of his stuff. So I don't know. Maybe at this time, uh because what this pull, is. This?
1: Did he pull a Madonna and like after he moved there in six months? <laughs> in? I what's up, mate? Whoa! Why, why is it that thick? Uh, just he's doing a bad Mary Poppins.
0: <laughs> oh. I forgot about that. Madonna's British, actually, because she moved a lot. Yeah,
1: moved there, and all of a sudden, she's got this posh, somewhat British. And you're like, bitch, you're from Michigan. I'm sorry. You're from Michigan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's never (laughs) going to fall. You were
0: rolling around in a dress at the VMAs. Get the hell out
1: of here. It's not happening. Now you moved there when you were a kid, for sure. Totally. It's fine. It's fine. happens formative years. Totally. Of
0: course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I get you England. want to reinvent yourself, but, <laughs> yeah, but
1: when actors move here and they live here long enough that they lose whatever original accent they had because yeah. they speaking in films for so long. True. Uh, it's like uh, when you hear Mel Gibson now.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Don't yeah. hear any real Aussie left in there. Right. And like Charlie Hunnam, I couldn't even tell you where he's from. He's not from here, but if you ever hear an interview with him.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's confused his accent. Right, Sons of Anarchy for so long playing that character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right, where are we at right now? I got uh, you two. All right, my two is uh, your pun from earlier. Independence Day. What the hell is wrong with you? It's the president, for God's sakes! Bill Pullman. He is delivering one of the most iconic speeches in the history of cinema to rally the troops to fight the aliens. For God's sakes, we will not go gently into that good night. This is it's- our Independence Day.
1: It made the list because ultimately it's the altruistic president that you hope you have in a situation like that. Very good point, yes. But that speech I find so boring. Today is the day of Independence Day. All right.
0: What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you?
1: It evokes... No tingly feeling in me whatsoever. If that is supposed to motivate, then we are about to lose. Uh, this is Edge of Tomorrow without us managing to get the same technology they have. <laughs> fait company, They are going to take us. Oh, you're insane. Uh, I absolutely love But I movie. like the movie. It's a fun movie. But does is it? it inspire me? No. Wow.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right. Look, I know that everybody sides with you and they're calling me an asshole right now.
0: I I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to cast aspersions.
1: I would imagine the vast majority of people that listen to this show are like minded with you and think that this is a top three, top five movie.
0: Okay. Fair. 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 Um,. I think it is a top three, top five. He's incredible in the movie. Plus, I mean, his relationship, uh, how he banters with Jeff Goldblum, uh, knowing that, like, you know, Margaret Cullen is kind of in between them, all of that. But he's like a president, handles business, every situation he's in. He's never overwhelmed by it. He's never, like, uh, caught out by it. I, I like that about him. Uh, and, and I like that about him as an actor. I think Bill Pullman's fantastic. Have you have we talked already uh, about The Sinner? Have you watched The Sinner? Have you been enjoying that at all? Uh,
1: no. I okay.
0: Might be one of
1: Catherine's shows.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, he's the he's essentially the lead of that show uh, throughout, which I didn't know. I thought it was a Jessica Biel show, like The Affair is like what's her face's show. Uh, uh, I forget the actress's name, but her show. But like this is actually his show where he's exploring these cases every season. Uh, oh, and, Maybe
1: little. Yeah, yeah do. I like that. It's one case at a time, as
0: opposed to like some big continuing, yeah. on order type of thing. If you don't like the Jessica see like if you see a couple of episodes, jump into the second season. The second season is fantastic. The second season is incredible. The third season has been like kind of eh, but the second season was really damn good. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I think he's fantastic in the movie. I think he's powerful as hell. I totally respect the fact you don't feel that way. You know, films are subjective. You don't like him, you don't like him. But I think he does. He gets the job done. Uh, and of course, his relationship with his daughter as well, kind of navigating that while these aliens are coming down to destroy the earth. You know,
1: yeah, I like what he stands for. I'm just not inspired by him.
0: I like his policies. I still like the guy. I like
1: his convictions. I think compass is true north, and I enjoy that. That's why I made my list. But if we're just talking about, uh, you know, is he leading this band of brothers (laughs) going into the trenches with him? You know what I mean? If this isn't 1917 and they're about to go over the trench into no man's land, that's the dude that's leading the charge, then we are going to get picked off by Jerry's, and there's nothing we can do about it.
0: Okay, fair enough. It's all thing. <laughs> I hear you. Um, all right, what's your number one, my man?
1: My number one is the other pump from earlier, Dave.
0: Oh wow, the Kevin Klein. Okay, go ahead, man.
1: It's the most fun. It's the most rewatchable to me. Um, it's another. It's basically the same as as Moon Over Parador. Mm-hmm. President has a stroke, and they bring in Dave because he's a guy that does, you know, parties and whatnot. And shows up as the president, and there's tons of those people. Like, uh, you, you obviously know what cameo is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. There's like 10 Trump people that I've seen on cameo. I spent two hours one night and just went through everybody just watching what random stuff I could find out. I was bored, obviously quarantine. This was a couple of weeks ago Yeah, and watched all these just nonstop. Like there's a, a professional memer and he's on cameo and he's like, you want the real gossip in Hollywood, you know, I'll give it to you. But everybody else is like, hire me for your birthday or uh, say hi to a friend. I don't know. It's almost what everybody says just to see their vari- variations. But there's like 10 Trumps. So the, the Dave character of playing a president, it's always existed. Remember when Leno used to bring on his George W. Bush, the guy? That yeah. Bush? yeah. And then there
0: was the Barack replacement. The Obama replacement was great. Holy crap. Yeah. That was a good Barack. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Those guys have kind of always existed they
0: do the impression of, it, especially
1: if they look like the individuals, so this guy's out doing parties and whatnot. Yeah, he gets pulled in uh, to be a puppet. And ultimately he bristles as well, but it's a much more likable. The chemistry that he has with Sigourney Weaver is outstanding. And was it Frank Langella is, yeah. uh, is his chief of staff? Yeah. Chief of staff. Okay. Um, and he's trying to be puppet master. It's just perfect casting for Frank. Uh, but it's honestly, it's the charm of the movie. It's the number of times that I see it. And I'll happily, if it's on tonight, I would watch Dave. No problem. Start to finish. I'd okay. say more than any other you know, film on this list for me. It's just, if I got my, my druthers choice of all these, I got to watch one right now. I'll watch Dave. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I put a little bit lower on my list because I mean, I don't I don't find it as quaint and charming as other people do for whatever reason. And I'm not criticizing people who do. It's just for me, it doesn't quite work in the same way. And I don't feel as drawn to it as I would like the American president, which I think has the same kind of vibe, just in a different way. Like it's a little more serious, but the same kind of vibe to it in terms of the approach to the presidency uh, and the uh, outside forces conspiring to. Uh, destroy the presidency or the president uh, in in these films, but I, I think it's a it's a, sw- a very sweet film. Kevin Klein's fantastic, and it's going to be was But the fact that she falls back in love with who she thought this guy was supposed to be is such an interesting thing too. Like, oh, okay, this is who he actually is, and of course, that shades of that man in the iron mask thing, that old story. Uh, from, I think, Alexandre Dumas, who did The the Three Musketeers, the idea of, like, oh, you can replace the king with his twin brother who'd been hiding away in a cave for so long, so you're essentially switching Dave out to be a better version of that president, like a better version of that king, uh, you know, without anybody catching wind of it, but, yeah, very sweet film, certainly uh, an enjoyable film, and there's a lot of great chemistry amongst everybody involved in it. It's just a little too lightweight for me, uh, which is why I don't have it as high as, as as I would like to, so... Um. All right. Then my number one uh, is, of course, a punch from earlier as well. Harrison Ford, uh, in uh, Air Force One. Uh, just, I mean, that's that's to me, that's my fantasy president. Like he is a badass. He's charming. He's a little bit older, a so grayer. So he's, you know, but he's still got the looks. Uh, and no one is uh messing around with his plane. And I love that. And him going toe to toe with Gary Oldman, some great scenes. Him uh, you know, negotiating things with Glenn Close down there as the vice president with Dean Stockwell, all the things that they're doing. Xander Berkeley as the Secret Service guy who's, uh, you oh, know, yeah. Jesus to the president. And of course, that iconic line, you know, get off of my plane. Uh, just great stuff all around that I love uh, to pieces. You have a, what do you have it, a three? Three. So it's
1: close. And he was flip flopping back and forth with mm-hmm. love. So- yeah. And I mean, it's like a 2 a two B, or however yeah. you look at it, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's in the it's in the discussion. Sure. Uh, and if I'm in an action movie mood, you know, presidential style, it's numero uno. Yeah, uh,
0: I think it's very rewatchable, man. I think you can go back and watch this thing at any time. Uh, it doesn't get boring because you have two really good actors, in Harrison Ford and, and Gary Oldman going toe to toe throughout. So
1: I just think in the canon of Harrison Ford, because that's how I would view the movie, I would watch eight to ten other things first oh wow okay at right, the air force one okay um not to say that like you know on the top 10 list it would be eight to ten on that list right because uh, then there's like a different estimation of uh, you know the overall how good the movie is etc 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 yeah yeah but, yeah. I, yeah but it's i mean it's awesome it's at the you know tippy top of my list damn near uh, it's the hillary step if
0: you will you know <laughs> The Edmund Hillary step. Uh, you can right.
1: see, you can see the summit. It's right there. So it's you're already in the death zone with this movie.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Quality. I would, I, I, would assume this one as well would probably be everybody's number one. This or Independence Day would be in the discussion.
0: More yeah. Not, in my opinion. Probably, probably. Yeah. I, I couldn't deny. It. Look, I tried. I was like well, let's see if there's other ones. Let's see if there's other ones that could make me be number one or maybe be number two. But at the end of the day, I kept defaulting back to these because I'm like, it's undeniable. It's just undeniable, in my opinion, uh, to put it at number one uh, for my own instinct. And so I, I couldn't. I tried to look at other films and be like, oh, maybe this one, maybe that. But in the end, it was like, no, there's just something I really enjoy about his portrayal throughout uh, the movie yeah. he's dealing with it. Uh, wins yeah, more over. often than
1: not, it's easy for me to lock in my number one. Yeah,
0: yeah well uh well there we go that's our uh, separate uh, personal lists of the top mm-hmm. 10 presidents and for those of you who are asking we uh who maybe uh didn't pay attention to the beginning here we never we didn't choose any presidents that actually were alive like Lincoln or you know any real yeah. president we, we chose fictional presidents uh that's for the route we went down
1: and, and you know
0: going forward in the future because I don't know that we've done
1: you know presidential movies just specifically yeah, yeah. We totally do that, too, because there's a bunch of good movies. Uh, you got your Frost Nixons. You got, like, your 13 Days. You've got, yeah, there's all kinds of different choices. Agreed. Uh, so, I, can... so Air Force One is number one. Okay. <laughs> um, strange Love, you had it where? I had it at five. So two, five, because I got Independence at eight. So that's wow. obviously yeah. below that. And where did you have Dave? Dave is number six. All right, so I would say it probably goes then. Strange Love, Dave, Independence Day.
0: Okay, where's uh, American President? That's three on my list. Where is it on yours? Well, let me let me type these out real oh, quick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me tune up tune up the bongos. There we go. Just put them up
1: there. Uh, American President is nine, so three nine. Oh. Idiocracy, you have where?
0: Idiocracy is number eight, but I have primary colors at four. Yeah, I'd say primary colors next, and then American president. Oh. And we put already Pinocchio's on, right? Okay. Absolutely for now.
1: Uh, then probably idiocracy. Okay. Man, we don't have another one in common.
0: So I got my four. What's your next highest? Uh, we put Harrison Ford on, Bill Pullman on Michael Douglas on, John Travolta on Right, and Peter Sellers, all of those are on uh-huh. there Alright uh, And then Kevin Kline as well, so then my next one is Not till number seven, so please Take care of number four uh,
1: Okay, so we got two left What's your seven?
0: Henry Fonda And Failsafe right, That's fine, Failsafe And then Fifth Element Okay Okay Boom. All right. Nice. Easily done. Uh, let's rosin up the uh, bongos. All right. The top 10 fictional movie presidents. Yeah. At number 10. Uh, the fifth element. At number nine. Failsafe. safe. At number eight. My fellow Americans. At number seven. Idiocracy. At number six. The American president. At number five primary colors at number four independence day at number three
1: dave at number
0: two dr strangelove and our number one fictional movie president is air force one yeah. get off of my plane! boom Clock. there we go all right good show matt uh yeah and now we got uh, shout outs for the peeps yeah, yeah. Let me bring mine up here so I uh,
1: Shout outs. Thank
0: you to everybody that supports us
1: on uh, Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. Yeah. If you want to start a shout outs, you can also participate in Topic Thunder. It's at the $5 level and up. And uh, please join us over there. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you want to go ahead and tune out now, go right ahead because we are going to give shout outs to all the people that do support us. And uh, I will tell you, they're all beautiful and handsome. You can just see it in the names. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right, you ready? Let's do it. Mike Barrington. Ooh. Uh, what, what, what is the one I have? I just emailed it to you like an hour ago. Oh, I see. I see. It's got, uh, sorry, it's got a uh, uh, Barrington cutoff here. Sorry about that. Okay, yes. Yeah, so Giante Fernando. Chuck Hawking. James Leggett. Willie Logie. Christopher Brockman. Andrew Hayes. David Mitchell Baker. Charles J. Clark. Christos Alexakos, Angela Dashner, Ben Cartwright, Jeff Kelly, Kristen Kru- Kurtz, Michael D. Dyke, Steve Schluckebier, The Blast From Our Past podcast, Andrew Naley,
1: Johanna Linoverta, Jonathan Caro, J. Scotty St. Clair, John
0: Monk, Bobby Michael, Darren Bush, Eric Bloor, Drew Enns, Ed Buskirk, George Manchaka, Biddy Haste. Zach Butts. Joe Farrelly. Brandon Monroe. Chris Lemke. Lawrence Witt. Ellis Manjaka, Mark Fawcett. Robert Haley. Robert Daniel McCarthy. Uh, Bobby Carney. Andrew Marker. Josh Stets. Mackenzie Horner. Josh Mabry. Ian Beachy. Keith Fitzgerald. Uh, Billy Gouliams. Jeremy Metz. Jeremy Thomas uh, Drufke, uh, the one and only Bernie Knapp, Kevin Fuss. Cody Rexford, Nancy Mallory, Louis Berrigan, Wayne Murphy, Connor Teal, Cameron Belgrade, Cody Seal, Frank Montoya, Ian Platt, Ahmad Ali, Deborah Torres, Sam Monsolvi, Wiley Todd, uh, JLC 317. Michael Schmer. Uh Ruben 25? Sure. Uh, Matt Hannigan. Haley Morton. Anthony Casanova. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Robert Francisco Suareche. Uh Cameron Chapman. Dwayne Joseph Burke. Dwayne Phil Neglia. Kyle Beckworth. Oh, Mark Manchaka. Dan Padraglia, Brian Aikens. John Keith, Edward Dobbins, Jimmy Jam James Nost, uh, Chris Consiglio, Jim White, Christopher McIntyre, Gunner R., Jeff Morris, Tim Beg, Alex Russell, Scott Zarnecki, Keith Archer, Kyle Feller, Ryan Reyes, John Dows, Joey Anthony, Nick Francis, Blake O'Brien, Jeff Saliba, Dan Nye. Kristen Smith. Marcus Davenport. Ryan M. Brandos. April Ryback. Elijah York. uh, Maurice Robinson. Ravi Prasad. Josh Sachs. Adalardo Fuente. Dale Varley. uh, Andres Mendoza. Blake Gant. Marcel Behrman. Shane Noble. Leah Moore. Leah Jeremy Bowers. Gareth Weldon. Reagan Lovig, James Petty, Cody Markham, Noel Kelleher, uh, Michael Ashby, Matthew Poland, Nizar Alabasi, Pat Bulfamante, Michael Kelly, Ben Quirk, Drew Burkhart, Dylan Bueller
1: Dempsey, Chris Cabrera, Francisco J. Torres, Timothy Berg,
0: Matt Simmons, Alex Ramsey, Nicholas Smith, Roque Orellana, Dylan Johnson. Uh, Edward Wilshire. Yanvia Kanazog. Ashley Prowls. Dominic Greaves. Charlie McKenna. Lachlan Skinner. Dallas Fisher. Charles Kim. Josh Lawrence. Mike J. Joshua Wynn. Seth Shearer. David Gregson. Philip Lane. Matthew Kearns. Ryan McKenna. Uh, Zachariah Kaufman. Fred Castillo. Matthew Lee Cravens, Josh Murphy, Johannes Schmidt, Matt Yund, Andrew Elba, Erba, uh, sorry, Andrew Erbs, uh, Houston Bodily, Giancarlo Simonetta, Kyle Spahn, Andre Constantinescu, Andy Ortiz, Chelsea Lewis, Jim Payne, Garth Wezenant, Laura Deverson, Catherine Samuels, Tim Reimert, James Winstead, Niall Blackie. Scott Kohler. Thomas Clarence. Uh, Alan Snuffleupagus-Ben something. Uh, Bennett is what Bennett, I heard. sorry Bennett. Alan snuffleupagus Bennett, Eric Bruin. Uh, Luke Allison. Jacob Pullen. Rodrigo Valverde Third, Leuan Williams. Todd Whitkey. Brandon Caridi. Julian Key. Ian Horner. Ah, uh, there we go. Chris Jones. The Cina Files. <laughs> uh, Andrew O'Day. Juan Reyes. James Trapani. Rob McDonald. Joseph Curran. Dimitri Malat. Nick Tornoff, Joe H. Y. Sean Scott. Timothy R. Williams. John Mariano. Albert Wirodarma. DJ Red Hot Cox. Jen Kemp. Jeff Dickon. Will Morse. Eric Stevenson. Alexander Marzonia, Thank you, Alex. Blair Simpson. Thorsten Ammuller. Stacey Flores. Uh, Evan Zoller. Luke Larson.
1: Stephen Armstrong. Sean Labua. And finally, the one and only Tim Coscuba. All right. Great stuff, man. Bing, bang, boom. Um, our thanks to everybody that helps us put this show out week in, week out, Chris Alexakos for helping us organize on the Patreon side, <coughs> Mike Shea and Joe Abara for the technical and on the social media, Kristen Smith and Matthew Hasso, our thanks to all of you and everybody that is getting ready to help us, uh, with top 10 Jeopardy. Hopefully we've got a, a name for that by the next, uh, main show. We'll, we'll, you know, spitball some stuff between us, but, uh, if you got any suggestions, hey, hit us up. Let us know on Facebook over at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, the top 10 show and uh, let us know over there. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-N-S-T. And if you'd like, check out my other podcast, Embrace the Hate. Hopefully it's coming back shortly, although I think my buddy still has a baby brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I texted him yesterday, I took him 24 hours. He's like, dude, my brain is mush. And I'm like, no worries, buddy. Uh, but yeah, we've got the episodes
0: up there and, uh, check me out over there. And I think that's it for me this week. Awesome. Now uh, you can follow me at the rooks. I'm oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh boy. You can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. See all the shows, uh, I'm hosting and producing there. You can also please subscribe to the outlaw nation channel. It's on YouTube channel there. Uh, youtube.com slash John Roka says. Uh, come and join that. And, of course, uh, I'm on Twitch now, The Outlaw Nation, all one word, The Outlaw Nation. Go and join that. And don't forget to go join our, our our own YouTube channel, the Top 10 YouTube channel. That's where we're putting these things on camera. So if some of you are listening to us on the podcast channel and you haven't listened to us or seen us on camera, you can go watch us on camera. We've done a bunch of uh, weeks of shows on camera that are all there on the Top 10 uh, YouTube channel. So go and subscribe to that as well so we can get the watch hours up, get the subscribers up, and then apply for monetization on that as well. So give it some love uh, there if you haven't tripped on it uh, just yet. So, all right, that's everything from me uh, and uh, Matt Nost. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of the top 10. Take care until then.